the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Power on. Power on. It's time to take your place on the starting grid and get ready for Racer Radio. Your host, Dave Stahl, about to take you for a white-knuckle lap around the motorsports industry, covering everything from top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Watch for the apex, because here comes Racer Radio with Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome to Racer Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Hour is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you have a grocery store or liquor store and you want to go uh, self-checkout, why not? Walmart's doing it, Home Depot, Costco, and they're not doing it, you know, to lose money. Check these guys out. Southwest Point of Sale. They do this for over 20 years' experience. They'll come out to your business, take a look. If it works, it's not going to cost you any more than what you'd pay for a cash register. Southwest Point of Sale. one 800 540 2149 7 day a week 24 hour day service give them a try also Black Forest Motorsports BMW Porsche and Mini customers great dealer alternative plus you want to go racing they can take care of that for you too over 40 years experience blackforest.com well, Sunshine, who do you have in as your guest today? Well, I got to tell you, um, I've been lucky enough to know this guy my entire life. Yes. To put into perspective what makes him tick, here's a conversation we've had for decades. Hey, Dad, what'd you do today? Went for a ride. Cool. Did you ride your mountain bike, your dirt bike, your street bike, or your horse? Because this guy's got yeah many passions. If he's not riding, he's probably working magic in the kitchen because he's a great chef. And uh, if he's not doing that, you might catch him reading. He's an avid reader. And so with that said, he is here today because he made you a promise. Yes, he did. Yes. In fact, I suggested it when your your guest canceled out uh, today. today. He's, He's like... What are we going to do? Who are we going to get to interview? I says, well, I know this old guy that we gave a book to. Please welcome Mark Gassert. I get to call him Dad, and many of his race buddies call him Corn Fed. Yes, Corn. Welcome, Dad. I got to remember that. How you doing, Pops? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Here to do my book report. Yes, and you will be graded because I know a teacher. Well, Well, it's funny because I have have a book report on, on two books. Oh. Okay. Yeah, this is the one you gave me, Valentino Rossi and all his races. And then the other one I just read by a, a dirt tracker called, uh, let's see, uh, Gazing at the Moon. Oh, God! In turn four. Oh, yeah. There's that one, too. He's coming out of turn two. Hey. But anyway, she's between <laughs> the two of you. I never said that. <laughs> I haven't brought the moon up. In like maybe six interviews. I'm impressed. Oh, my gosh, you too. Let it go. I want to read that book. Let it go. Uh, Brendan, I have a song for you yeah. when we come out of commercial, Let It Go by Fro- the Frozen movie. Oh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> so, 
I didn't realize you were an avid reader. I knew you were an yes. avid motorcycle enthusiast. And I really didn't know that you were a Valentino Rossi Huge. fan. Huge. To the point where you have your own jammies with his oh, number on no. it. Well, the, the helmet. There's jammies. That. <laughs> That's what you told me. He said he no, has jammies to match. Do you? No. No, he put his helmet on, though, when but I, I handed him that um You charged her good. <laughs> I, bought, I, bu- I bought one of those those helmets that he had. Right. The one called Dreamtime. I get it out of the box. My wife goes, you're not going to wear that thing, are you? <laughs> I go, no, I wear good helmets. This one's just crazy looking. This was pretty. But it was, it was an unbelievably good helmet for like 180 bucks. Yeah. But yeah. the paint job, Dreamtime on it, is classic Rossi. Right. Because yeah, it's all over the place. What's so that? For just people who that. don't know who Mr. Valentino Rossi is, why don't you give him a little backdrop? All right. So Valentino Rossi is possibly, will go down in history as one of the greatest motorcycle racers ever. Right. With Agostini, Mike the Bike, and, and those guys like that. And so I, that's when you gave me this book. I was, I was all about reading it because I liked the guy. And you had never read it before. No, I hadn't read this before. Did you learn anything in that book <laughs> that you wouldn't, that you didn't maybe know? Because that's why I read a lot about Dale Earnhardt because he's one thousand percent my idol. So I try to read every time something comes out. I read it to see if I learn anything from it oh, that I didn't know. Yeah, that, that's well. That's the cool thing about this book is you can kind of you can kind of read it in parts, mm-hmm. like you know, every time you get a book book like this with pictures. Yeah, the first thing you do is sit down. Make a cocktail and look at all the pictures. Right. And then read the captions. Right. Well, that'll take you a couple days. Exactly. And then at the beginning of uh, all the chapters, there's anecdotal stories. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about this book, it was written by Matt Oxley. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt Oxley is a racer himself. So the way nice he writes perspective. is a conversational style of how racers talk to each other. So if you're a motorcycle racer, this thing will even make you more cracked up every time you're because he he writes like he speaks. I love that. Yeah, right. And so then, if you nerd out, you can read about every single race that Rossi had. Right, specs during the, yeah times. during the season. Like for instance, if you ever need a pick me up, you can always turn to the back mm-hmm. and read about him uh, throwing um, oh. Marquez on the ground, <laughs> which always cracks me up. Yeah. But. Yeah, He's not the biggest fan of Mark Marquez. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. He doesn't have his helmet. No. Who would? Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah, there's all kinds of – there's all great anecdotal stories. Like the way that Rossi and Jeremy Burgess in three days, when Rossi went back to Yamaha, fixed that Yamaha that had been throwing people off for a couple years. It's the craziest story ever. Apparently – the engineers had put servos or something on the wheels so that when the wheels are off the ground, for instance, when the back wheel is off the ground during braking, it would cause it to spin more and so that when the wheel came back down, oh. it didn't come back down just, uh, too slow mm-hmm. right. and cause them to pitch off. Well, um, Rossi goes out and rides the thing and says, this thing wants to throw me off and it turns. Well, they come to find out that um, through the ECU, uh, when the they went into the braking points and the rear wheel was off the ground and it was sending a little bit of power to the rear wheel to spin it, 
Well, it's also sending uh, power to the front wheel. Oh. Which is probably a bad thing. You think? <laughs> yeah. So they're like, how could – anyway, they're on wow. there scratching their heads in the garage. But it and, takes somebody that knows a motorcycle from A to inside Z. Inside and out, yeah. Yeah. Inside, and not that he's a computer geek. He just says he he's just feel everything. He's just him. feeling it. Well, yeah, and then the second they fix this bike in three days, and so the second thing they found out because he goes, okay, though well, that's better. It's not trying to throw me off in it turns anymore. But he says, uh, oh well, the thing loses power mid turn in the corner now, and so that's what they found out. Then when they were getting that hard on the brakes, the fairing was coming down and pinching this rubber intake to the fuel to the motor and shutting all the no. air shutting all the air off to the motor so the motor was dying mid-turn oh my. so it's and this burgess guy is known to be exactly opposite of a computer geek like when he took over he's like get all these computers out of here but it's funny he said when he went to the japanese engineers and said hey i want you to raise the bike and they go well okay usually we raise it like three or four millimeters he goes yeah i want you to raise it 15 millimeters and they're like what and so after they did that um they went he started going fast again because the thing wasn't trying to throw him off but he'd been throwing people off for years and just thinking and nobody else yeah was he able to communicate you know when others couldn't communicate, right. or was he being listened to because of who he was? That's I a wonder. good. That's a good question. Yeah. What do you think? Both? I don't know. It's <laughs> weird. You know, here's the thing. I mean, you would think that the smartest guys that work at Yamaha work in MotoGP. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, yeah. you know that over years of well, being around be- racers, there's guys that can go fast. Yeah. And then there's guys that know how to make things go fast. how to go fast. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's guys that can drive things that don't go fast. Go fast. Yeah. So, yeah, it's that – well, it's that thin, fine line. I mean, if you look at the crop of riders coming up, I don't care if it's motorcycles or cars, you can see the fast ones. Before we go into commercial break, would you clearly say the name of this book and, again, the author? Valentino Rossi, All His Races. By Bye. Matt Oxley. Perfect. And you would recommend that as a good read? Oh, absolutely. Because you can, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know the beauty of, of that book is that you can read it again and again and again. Or like you said, just go to a certain time of his life and read that. Yeah. but I mean, you want to read it in part. You can read it all the way through. But if it, I read it by pictures and captions and right. thought, hey, that's great. And then I read all the... Um, Which made now the captions and the pictures more yeah. relevant. Then I read all the anecdotal stories, like the one I just said right. about those guys fixing you up. And there's a bunch of them in there oh. at the beginning of every chapter. It's called Motorcycles. And then uh, I never geek out enough to read about every race. But the only reason I read about some of the races is this Matt Oxley is so hilarious to read. Well, see, and, that, and that's that right. He makes, it, he makes it funny. That That's perfect. All right, let's take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more right here on Racer Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Racer Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by El Cajon Ford, where nobody, absolutely nobody, treats you better than El Cajon Ford. Whether you're looking for new or used, El Cajon Ford will have it. Service, they'll work on every car in your driveway. That's right. Go to ElCajonMotors.com. Check out their inventory. 
and thank them for supporting Verona Circle Track. We got Mark Rose on the line, and he's going to talk a little bit about what Mother Nature decided to do concerning remodeling Barona Speedway. It's probably a three-level racetrack now instead of a one-level. How you doing, Mark? Good, thank you. How are you guys? We're doing just Great. fine. Good. I'll tell you what, all this talk about Supermoto and and uh, Rossi makes me want to get my bike back out of the garage. But yeah. Again, Mother, Mother Nature has messed that up, too. But uh, yeah. Little up, little update on on Barona Speedway. Um, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's muddy and it's a river out there. Oh, you! Uh, I, I just can't believe how much water comes out of those mountains and runs through the pits. And there are literally one foot deep trenches going through the pits uh, from from the water runoff, which oh. isn't a big deal because with the grader and the scraper, Todd and Ernie and Ken, they'll grade that whole place, but. Uh, you just can't imagine how much rain we got and how much water it runs out of those mountains. It's amazing. So, but what's the condition of the track today? Ironically enough, the track is in really good condition. Okay. Todd has all the drains open. It's draining really well. And uh, for the people that didn't know, last time we were out there, we raised all the K-Rail, placed all the K-Rail back up after we laser-leveled turns one and two, the same height as turns three and four. Mm. And we actually added about a foot of banking in the racetrack. Wow. And if we if we keep this up, I think we're going to start to re- refer to that racetrack as the Barona Bull Ring. <laughs> yeah, if you get, to, think, get the ring up there a little bit higher, that's awesome. Yeah, I think... I think it's going to be make for some really good racing, but uh, the the track itself is in pretty good shape. The surrounding areas right now really need to dry out, so we're hoping Mother Nature lays off for the next couple of weeks, right? So we can get some stuff done. Mm-hmm. We we are very very adamant about having at least one practice before opening night, and we don't want it to have to be the Friday night before opening night. We would like to do something a week or two in advance so we could have two practices. Right. Uh, There's a lot of people out there with new race cars, new IMCA stock cars. There's just a lot more people racing and and people buying race cars and building race cars, and they're going to need some seat time. Yeah, and safety's first. You know, you got if you don't get up there, you know, in the cars where they can make the adjustments and 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 do what they need to do to to get ready to race the, the season. Yeah. But it's just a time crunch. There's only a couple weekends yeah, before the yeah, day before race. Yeah, there, there are three three weekends before the opening night. So uh, nobody's watching the Weather Channel more than <laughs> Todd and Trish or and myself. I tell but um, yeah, I, I, I got to hand it to the Salazars. Um, I was up there yesterday, and there wasn't a whole lot we could do to the racetrack or the surrounding areas. But Todd started servicing the tow truck. So he's going to service the generator that runs all the lights up there, the fire crew uh, truck. He's he's servicing all of that. And lo and behold, Trish has been out there with weed killer and a weed whacker every day, every weekend for the last three weekends. Boy, she's going to so, get her good exercise because those weeds yeah, are growing. The, yeah, the the Salazars are are putting definitely definitely putting in the time and the work to, to make all this happen. So there's no doubt about that. Regarding practice, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Hold on a minute. Th- <laughs> Wait a minute. She went eight 
minutes before she brought up practice. Well, so is this very good, Brittany? Would we the practice before the practice before opening day? Would that be a Friday night, or would it be Saturday? So it might be a longer day. We're hoping to make it an open practice on a Saturday. Right on. And uh, second follow-up question, where do people find, if there's a practice, the Facebook page? Yeah, we we will definitely announce it. Trish will put it on the website. We will put it on Facebook. We will put it on Instagram. If I have to personally call or text everybody that I can, I'll do that as well. But we will definitely make it. Uh, viewable, and then obviously word of mouth is going to travel like wildfire. Yeah, yes. I know everybody out there wants a little seat time. Everybody wants to make sure their hot rods are dialed in the way yeah. they want them. Right. And nobody wants to practice before the opening weekend more than we do. Yeah. And maybe to the listeners, and it might be easier said than done, but if they do have to retract because of Mother Nature, we're not going to be mean about it. Okay, yes. listeners, okay, racers and crew members, <laughs> because it's Mother Nature. We I mean, can't control it. Mark, we all want Mark it. can do some wonderful things, but he has nothing to do with Mother Nature. No, there's not a darn thing I can do for her or to her to make it not rain. <laughs> maybe if we are respectful and we come in big numbers, we can have maybe a few more practices. Hey, yeah. I've got an idea, Mark. Let's do the Brittany plan. What's uh, What's that? So two weeks before the first race, every night is practice. What? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Then that way you got plenty of practice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wish it was that easy. It takes a lot of a lot of prep, a lot of fuel. Oh, it's, it's so easy. Hey, we see it. It's so easy. It, it's, you could do it on one foot. You don't even need help. Layers of sarcasm, listeners. Oh, yeah. Tell poor Todd Salazar and, and Ken about prepping the track. Yeah, every uh, night, every night. Of the, I just heard a thud. I think that was Salazar falling out of his chair. Yeah, so. that was, yeah, Todd falling over. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like some people got to get out on the track last night at Cocoa Paw. Oh, Cocoa Paw? Yeah, I think they raced. Yeah. I was communicating back and forth with Sonny Trent. Ah. The yeah. night did not uh, go as she was hoping. Well, it does yeah, it, happen. Yeah. I, I did see that she made the travel over there. I think she, like, finished 15th or 16th, but... Uh, you know what? She doesn't have a lot of time in that sport mod. Mm. Right. She and wanted I, to get. I personally, I personally think it was a great idea for her to go over there and run that track. Absolutely. Yeah. Seat time, seat time, seat time. She, uh, yeah. She, yeah. It's a whole other animal, according to her. And unfortunately, uh, car got almost yeah. totaled on the first lap. Oh, no. Yes. I didn't hear that. That's why I said, no, yeah. I'm sorry. But I said, luckily, you have so many people who love you and will help you get back out on the track. Yes. And she oh. agreed because I think she's got a lot of people rooting for her. Yeah. Well, she's at least she's so good. She's so good and so humble. She's got that out of the way. Now she's got that out of the way. she's got that out of the way. Now she's got the rest <laughs> of the season. So anything different for the fans coming out to the track? Any new additions? Any subtractions? Register, no right. margarita machine yeah. for the fans. No, no, no margarita, uh, no margarita machines. But um, we're gonna we're gonna involve the fans, the spectators, um, a little bit more this season. Dirt dude's gonna interact with them a little bit more. Um, you know, we're gonna have some things to throw out to the fans, uh, things like that. We're we're trying to make it all about drivers, their sponsors, and our friends. I mean. 
they're the ones that are bringing the fans out. The fans are paying the money to come see some racing, so we got to involve them as well. I know as a fan of maybe other things, it's always fun to know about the competitors. And it sounds like you guys um, have been proactive about spotlighting racers on the Facebook page. Do you want to expand yeah, on and, that? And, and Well, I want to expand on because I want to know if you have filled out your driver's card and sent it in yet. No, um, I got about two-thirds of the way through, and I'm then ju- I had I'm to get ju- back. I'm no, ju- I did. Ju- it took a long time, and then I had to get back to class, is, is it and a big I think I have to start. There's a lot of questions, uh, and I well, was trying to be thorough, and I just ran out of time, and then when I went back to it, I, it was gone. Yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't have to do all of them, but we definitely – so here's the deal, Brittany – no practice for Brittany until she finishes. Oh, so, well, be done tonight. Oh, she just pulled it out of her full time. She just pulled it out of her <laughs> at wallet. A school that's falling apart. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and that, and that's one reason we want that is because we're going to talk about the drivers. If there's a yellow flag, uh, you know, dirt dude's going to be out talking about these guys, and if if God forbid if Brittany's in a wreck and she can't continue really? the race. Jeez. We're okay. going to talk about Brittany. We're going to make sure her sponsors get highlighted. Yes. We're going to make sure she gets highlighted. You know, I mean, she paid the money to race. Unfortunately, she's, you know, she's not going to race. I'm sorry to use you as, a, as an example, right. but. It's all right. She's here. You know, the other thing, <laughs> the other thing you can do too. I mean, you've got a 15 minute segment that you guys can use for whatever you want to use it for. You can highlight yep, and, a driver. You can highlight a sponsor. You could highlight, you know, have them actually physically come in, have Paul Dyke come in, and because nobody's you know done as much for the track as Dyke, and, Agreed. and then also young drivers, older drivers. I mean, and and I mean, make them physically come into the studio to get that experience, not calling in from their house sitting on a couch. No, I, I agree. One, you know, once you're face to face with you and Brittany, it, it, you get really get involved, and yeah, it's fun, and it's fun, um, and get the sponsors in there; they can experience being in a radio station, right? I, for, I, for sure. So it's a, that door is open to you anytime. Same thing with TV. You know, just gotta you gotta let Brittany know for radio and me know for TV. I will be contacting you both then because because if we, we cross our will. rods, there's sparks. Mm-hmm. It is ugly. <laughs> it is ugly, man. You gotta. It's just like bacon frying. That's beautiful. What do you mean ugly? Yeah, I thought you, I thought I thought about it just as I said it. So the bacon. Maybe we need a bacon vendor at Brona. Oh, don't don't no 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 that she'll never drive again. She'll be over I'll there. I'll be working the booth. She'll be working the bacon booth. Let me tell you. I can hear it now. Brittany Brona bacon. Yeah. Booth. I know I was thinking about that last word too. Hey, um racing starts April first. Be there, be square. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much for what you guys do. Our pleasure. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. I think we've got Don Kazarian on the line, and he's going to give us the latest update on Paris Auto Speedway right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Racer Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Segment's brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway, 18700 Lake Paris Road. Man, I tell you, their schedule's out. They're getting ready to rock and roll, and we've got Don Kazarian on the line. Don's going to kind of give us an update on where they're at with the state of California because we're having a little DW water department issue. Don, how are you doing today? 
Good, Dave. How are you? Doing just fantastic. So uh, I'm sure the rains you we've had kind of made you sit up at the edge of your chair. Uh, yeah, I think in 28 years, this might be the wettest winter we've had out yeah. there. I mean, it's been been incredible. And uh, i got to hand it to Charlie and Coach. I mean, they, they did a great job. I was away for a little bit. And, uh, of course, the pump failed in the first storm, so... Yeah, it took four weeks to get parts for it. So uh, we had quite a lake. We could have boat races out there. <laughs> I've seen boats out there on your track. Yeah. Cars yeah. smashing yeah, through them. Yeah, dragging behind, <laughs> dragging behind another car. So how are we doing uh, with the state of California? We're still battling. Um, we actually now have a court date this year, finally. Um, it's, uh, it's scheduled to go to trial the first week of September. And uh, that's the good news. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it can be resolved before we get to that date. Right. Um, so meanwhile, we, nobody's digging anything up, correct? No, no. You know, they, you know, last July they said they were going to start in January. Then came, you know, October, November. And then they said they were going to start in July of this year. Uh-huh. Now it's it's they're saying. Maybe October, probably going to be next year. Yeah, probably um, so. You know, this project's been in the planning for almost 11 years now. Oops. So, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, so we are, you know, we've got our full schedule out. We're opening Excellent. up this next Saturday night with our very popular Night of Destruction ah. show. And we will be running till uh, mid-November, like Man, we usually do. That's fantastic. And I'm telling you, folks, if you've never been to this track, and, and I don't even think I could pick out one particular night that's better than any other night, well, except Night of Destruction. If you want some total insanity, <laughs> you're, you know, the Joey Chitwoods of, the, of, of days gone by, that night is wild. But you have so many great, great races and traditions throughout the year. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's hard, hard to beat. Hard to beat a night yeah, at Paris. You know. You know, our regulars, you know, there, there's two things missing on the schedule this year. The World of Outlaws decided not to come out west uh, in March, which was probably a smart idea on their, yeah. On their now. part. Yeah, now. Uh, yeah, now, because uh, last year they had half of their races rained out, and we hardly had any rain. Right. Last year they probably would have had their almost entire West Coast schedule rained out with all the rain California's had. Um, you know, so they'll be back out in Northern California in September, but they will not be coming to Southern California, which it kind of hurts, but, uh, uh, you know, life will go on. And, you know, we do not have our oval nationals on the schedule this year. Um, you know, uh, we just, you know, that, that race, when we first started it, we averaged about 80 cars, you know, and it's been dwindling down into the low forties, high thirties. And, uh, I'll be, Brutally honest with you, you know, uh, broadcasting on Flow Sports uh, didn't drive the front gate. Yeah. You know, people stayed home and watched it at home. And when you post a $118,000 purse and, you know, the people don't show up, it, it, you know, that's a bad way to end the season. So yeah. for this year, you know, there will be no three-day Oval Nationals, uh, you know, unless I get lucky and come up with a, a generous sponsor. Right. And, uh uh, but I think it was the right and prudent thing to do financially. Um, you know, the first and foremost is to keep the track financially viable as we as we continue to fight. You know, and uh, 
that was a hard decision to make, but I had to make it. And you know what? I think if you really sat down and talked to any of the fans and explained the whole situation to them, they would totally understand. You know, it's not, you know, will this be done forever? No. Like you said, get a good sponsor, you know, get a big corporation that's willing to, you know, to write a check like they did back in the day. Because, you know, we're still trying to reel back from this this COVID. And I, I don't think we're right there yet. I think maybe 24, possibly 25, hopefully everything will be pretty close to what it was before. Yeah, you know, and I'm still very optimistic about this year. We still, oh yeah, I've got one of the best, best racetracks on the West Coast, and I mean, if, if nobody's come out and seen the USAC CRA 410 Sprint Car Show, you know, if oh. you come out and watch that, you will, you will become a race fan. And yeah. if you come out and watch the Night of Destruction, which we say is the craziest <laughs> show on dirt, it is a great family show, yes. and it's guaranteed to see action. Yeah. I mean. There are no yellow flags in in, in this style of race. It's either green or red. Ah, it's and, so funny. It's so funny. Someone and, can be spun around yeah. backwards, oh, and yeah. they're still going. They're still going. They're still going. Well, once a racer, always yeah. a racer. You know, and we've got our Pascar street stock and super stock and American factory stock divisions, along with IMCA modifieds. You know, any any Saturday night you come to Paris, you're going to see a great show. Yeah, it's a big track. It's hooked up. It's banked. It's always a good show. And the stands are pointing the right direction. You're not going to get the sun baking you and stare into the sunset. I mean, I know we all like sunsets and kitties. You just turn around and look. Yeah, but this way it works so much better. And they got music playing between races and good food. And good I'm pretty food. sure they have sangria. I'm just saying I heard. You just I heard, heard somebody told you it. that. So they got a lot. And the bathrooms. There's so many bathrooms. And they're clean. Oh, my gosh. They're clean. But there's so many of them, ladies. That's for women. It's really nice. And the men, we don't know. Their ours are nice, too. It's nice. Yeah. And it's easy. It's right off the freeway. I got to tell you a funny story. My my mom and dad came out one night and... uh, you know, we we average forty eight percent women in our stands, which is pretty high for a dirt track. Yeah, and we had the Bud Girls there, and of course they were uh, nicely dressed in very tall high heels. And she looked at me, she goes, "Why are those girls wearing high heels to a dirt track?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, mom, they're working. They're working, they're mom. Working. And they're and they're good at it. They they absolutely know. They practice. They practice. They do know how to do it. The other thing I like about your uh, is the Fourth of July, where that's you do a really really good uh, fireworks show. Have you ever seen their fireworks? I've been there for Fourth of July. It's been amazing. I have. Yeah. Steve and I went up there yeah. pre-COVID. Yep, pre-COVID. So how? So right now, the COVID thing kind of got away from you know going up to the booth and buying a ticket. You kind of tested the waters oh, as far online. as buying online mm-hmm. tickets. I think Scott was telling me that's become so successful that that's just about the best way to 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 get a ticket to Paris Auto Speedway. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, we went from a very low percentage of uh, pre-sales, and when we opened up and everything went to pre-sales, people got used to it. You know, they don't have to stand in line. Uh, it's a quicker process to even getting through the front gate by scanning the tickets. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, so, yeah, our, our tickets are available on ticks.com, and uh, they're available up to noon on race day. And, you know, pre-buy your tickets. Yeah. Were you doing that with food, too? Oh, no, God, that was a nightmare. Okay, <laughs> you were. That was your track. 
Okay. Yes, we, when we opened up, we had an app for people to order from, and of course, within the first fifteen minutes, the app crashed, ah. and uh, uh, we didn't we didn't know what to expect. We had a stock car program running that night, and so we planned for it, and the crowd was triple the size ah. of normal because <laughs> people wanted to get out and do something, and. Uh, I honestly thought we were going to have a riot that night because mm. you know they couldn't they couldn't get their food and, uh, over a churro. There was going to be a riot yeah, over a churro. churro. Yeah, you know, and, and here you here you could at that point you could drive down the street and go to a drive-through yeah. and they could hand you the food right out of the window. But we, they they weren't allowed to even go up and pick their food up from the window. Oh we had to go place it on tables with names on it and oh. walk away. God. And walk away. It was, it was a, it was just a nightmare. Okay, but that's the past. They did. We did perfect it, you know, for the first three or four months that we had to do that, and uh, but we don't offer that service anymore. Good. I don't blame you. I wouldn't. Good riddance. Yeah, but it's so it's so strange how track food tastes so good. You always say this, Dave. I know. There's just something about it. If you want, I can throw dirt. Like the next time you sit down at the uh, restaurant, call I, me over. I'll just throw, throw some dirt at you and your food. And, I'll probably be fine. I don't know. I don't know the smells too. You got to have the smells. Okay, I'll bring a gas can too. All right, bring a gas can. All right. <laughs> so well, you need methanol. You need methanol. Yeah, now oh. we're talking. Yep. Yeah, I had a bunch yep. of that on TV this morning, man. I was in, I was in heaven. I loved it. So uh, classes are look. I mean, as far as car counts, are they looking pretty good for twenty three? I think they're going to be way up. Um, we've had quite a few new cars out practicing when we were able to practice this off season. Um, I think I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised, and uh, uh, you know uh, everybody's everybody's excited. And like I said, we're six days away from throwing the first green flag. Yeah. So, uh, I a think, lot of work to do. I I think people are still pent up. You know, not uh, you know not being able to go places, do things. Have you heard of, is there a tire shortage? I um, haven't gotten that far in my progress of getting ready for opening day. I was just going to grind. Um, yeah, I, I think that might be behind us. Oh, there was okay. a Hoosier tire shortage last year for the sprint car, sprint car divisions. And uh, but I think I think this year there'll be plenty of tires available. Awesome. Yeah. Thank just, you for the good Well, news. it just takes a while to get caught up. I mean, there's so many, there's so many variables that cause that problem that it just it just took time and i think you're right uh i think there's more there's more new drivers coming to tracks than ever before whether that's because they were pent up for two years but i think the divisions are all growing yeah i mean you look at mojave valley i mean he's he's been up in the low 90s for every one of his shows in the last couple months so that's a good sign. Yeah, that's and that is a good sign because, you know, we got what, Imperial Valley. I think they down in El Centro. I mean, I know they just opened up and uh, their their car counts. I mean, I think they're restricted to sprint cars, right? I think they were emphasizing yeah. that. Yeah. So they're even thinking yeah. about spreading it out. So anytime you can hear of a track that's that's open and alive and well, you got to go to it. You know, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Without a shadow. Well, now that I know that you're, we're at least we're good, you know, at Paris Auto Speedway at least till September, and maybe beyond. Yeah, no, we're, we're good. We're good through. We're good through the whole year. Well, then we. You know, but we. You want people that you think they should still make the phone calls? 
Um, you know, at pull. this point, uh, I mean, if they want to, that's great. But otherwise, um, kind of hold off yeah. a little bit. No, and, and and you know, we're still we're still conversing with uh, some of our state officials okay. and hoping hoping they can you know push these guys to the table. Right. And uh, so, you know, uh, they I can't even tell you how how well they responded last year when we went public with this and really? uh, right now right now i mean it's it, it's going through the legal process right which is sometimes painfully slow but you know and, but uh, you know what don you know when everybody when you put the word out for everybody to call i think you know everybody says ah my phone call doesn't work they don't listen to me i don't think it makes any difference i think with the amount of phone calls they got i think they realize this is way more of an important topic than what they thought. And I think that might be why you're getting the responses you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no, there's no doubt. I yeah. mean, we've got open lines of communication with That's most excellent. of our state representatives. Right. And, uh, uh, so, you know, it, it did achieve what we were looking to do. Cause I mean, before that, nobody was talking to us. No, I know. Yeah. I know that. That's yeah. yeah. But you rallied the troops. So hats off to you and your team. We, can't thank you enough keeping that track alive and well and we will definitely see you this season sounds great take care buddy and uh say hi to the wife i will all right thank you guys all right bye-bye we're gonna take a quick break when we come back a whole lot more racial radio fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer all right folks welcome to racer radio yeah. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Thank you, Brendan. This segment is brought to you by Certified Car Clinic. Right out there in North Woodside Avenue in Santee. 619 <laughs> Go ahead. Now, who's that singing? It's sprung again, but what, what Brendan doesn't even realize, the most trouble I get into while well, he's sitting right next to me. <laughs> is what? Is with my dad. Oh, this is about if, oh, getting you, in trouble and with your dad. When you get into. You mean I get? I've in. been chased by the a couple helicopters. I was. I've you. had a couple shotguns pulled on me. Her. Yeah. I've all. So those why are do you always. Keep I've been kicked. Him. I've been kicked out of a bar. Her. Him. Nothing happens to me by myself. Both helicopters were you. Both shotguns were you. I'm with her. The yeah. guns her were the bar. Chased her. the bar her him. Now, when you take your lovely <laughs> wife out, you never have a problem. Exactly. I am trying to tell you. I don't know what the, I. She's not preaching to the choir here. I know. Did you get through all your sponsors? And everybody sorry. misunderstands that innocent face as being. Oh, I know. Doesn't she come that? across crossing the freeway? Doesn't she you? come across that little mousy face with that? No, Ooh, me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you are climbing the wrong tree. All right. So, people that don't know who Valentino is, is he still with us? Oh, sure. Oh, no, yeah. Hey, not only is he still, still with us, but the uh, guy has an effect on MotoGP probably like nobody else will because... He's not dri- of, He's not riding anymore, right? He's not riding anymore, but he is has he? his own team this year oh, in MotoGP. Okay, so he has And team. the world champion is from his school, his VR46 school. So why don't you get a hold of him and have him oh, uh, geez. call in? Because he, he would have... He was. I called him today, but he said... Uh, you bought the cheap helmet, so I'm not calling it. <laughs> what is that? Helmet. I mean, He's a superstar. You would superstar. think of all the high maintenance I have from having Ducatis, I would 
You would think that. Have a gimme. Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? I I wanted to know. I don't think I've ever asked you this. Um, What turned you on to him? Was there like a race, a move, something he said in an interview? What caught your eye initially? (laughs) So when he first started racing when he was 16, you know, they all race on a little 125, two strokes. This is a long time And he would go to the back and then go to the front. Go to the back and go to the front. On well, purpose, the announcers are going, well, there must be something wrong with that kid's bike. And it's like, he, no. Anyway, so he did it a couple races, and finally the announcers figured out when the uh, race director said, stop doing that. You're making everybody feel bad about yeah. this. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> no at 16, kidding. he's but doing then, then I saw him at a race. This is when I told my wife, that guy is going to be something. He hit this chicane. It must have been probably in Holland at Assen. But his bike flew up off the ground and turned around backwards. And before he went into the giggle bushes, he waved at the guy in second. (laughs) (laughs) And Zoom, I went, I love this guy. He's really positive, too, isn't he, with the interviews and with the the spectators? Yeah, that's the thing about him. He's a racer. He's just a happy... He's just a racer first. He, he's a happy guy going fast. And he recently retired. How old was he? Was he... He was 40s? in his 40s. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say 43, but... Yeah. Where does he live? He lives in Italy. He's an Italian. He's he an is Italian. their hero. Through and through. But the cool thing about his school, he patterned it after the school that Kenny Roberts had called The Ranch. And in fact, a really hilarious um, interview was that Nick Einich, he says, well, I taught Valentino Rossi how to slide because the other instructor said, this is how you throw guys off. And he kept saying, Nick, go out there. And he goes, Valentino, go, ride, throw him off. And he threw him off into the same bush all the time. But that, he didn't think that up, that idea up. We, we had it here already. But, I mean, how does a guy put four of his students into the highest – motorcycle racing in like 10 years guys got four guys racing and ben yaya is one of his students he's the world mm-hmm. champion this year yeah wow well, he might know something huh yeah yeah he might know something will you are you continuing to watch moto gp oh sure okay even without Be- him because yeah, uh, no, your, because of his new, racers because who's your new favorite well the students I, I bet well yeah i mean any that's the cool thing about ducati's Everybody gets on them now and goes fast, which is a great thing when, you know, they can finally pay their bills. They build motorcycles. But the last time I walked, when Rossi was on um, a Ducati, that's when we went to Indianapolis to watch him. And Nicky Hayden was his teammate. And that guy, he knows how to make a motorcycle work. So if Nicky Hayden and Valentino Rossi back then couldn't make those Ducatis go. Yeah. Those were bad motorcycles. Yeah. 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 So can you tell the listeners one more time about this book, please, if they're interested? The name. Yeah. So the book, this is my book report, <laughs> is Valentino Rossi, All His Races by Matt Oxley. It's a big book with lots of pictures it's called in a it. coffee table book. It's a yeah. coffee table book. And if you go to motorbooks dot com or quattro dot com find that book and as you're checking out if you go stall s-t-a-l-l 11 
you'll get a 25% discount. Oh, that's a big one. one. That's a beautiful that's a thing. <laughs> and, and, you, and you can tell, I know you can't see it here, folks, because we're on radio, but the quality of the book yeah. is impeccable. I'm not a fan of big books like that, but because of the photos, there's no way you can get a yeah. arrangement. Yeah. Well, I you, like reading books. Oh, I do, too. I, re- I would rather. Or something. There have been times when people have called me up and says, hey, Dave, you want to go to lunch? And if I'm in the middle of a good book, nah, I got a meeting. Have you ever and done I'll that t- to me, Dad? He's not going to admit that. <laughs> you notice he got real quiet? Yes. He's thinking. Well, the reason I have to do that is that um, well, you if you ever wanted to make your lunch or dinner bill exponentially expensive. <laughs> you invite me? Oh, you give her the wine list and then oh. you're done. Well, and not only that, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, you can't keep no going. Problem, you can't. I, I'll pay. I'll have the lobster. But you, but you can't keep going to jail. Exactly. I, you have to stay away from this girl. I, at I'm least. too old to go to jail. I know. You got to find. I'd somebody. love to say, Mom, can you help me out here? But she's never there. Oh, so she never. Well, there. See, Mom has already she figured never told, it out. She never told you about the being surrounded by six. Yeah. Six. Two. Two border patrol. Two sheriffs. Two highway patrol. That was oh, one no, of the shotguns. Yeah, and that then was there was that park us. cop that yeah. was there. What were you doing? We were hiking. We were literally hiking, but someone told an elaborate story otherwise that Did we you? were the coyotes that the sheriffs were trying to catch. Oh. So that by the time we got back from the hike, yeah. there was a mental. shotgun. Yeah, there was a shotgun pulled on us, and we're like, So you're hey. your coyote material. That's what, what they thought we were the two coyotes bringing all the drugs and you people don't over. Look anything I know. like a coyote. But your hey, dad does. Hey, but. Dave. It never happened to me when I was alone. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. telling you. We decided to go get ice cream, and we never got to the ice cream because we were pulled over and surrounded. <laughs> True story. What was this about 10 years ago? <laughs> Yeah. So this awesome. happens a lot, I see. It, well, it started when I was five, riding out Santee on my little, like, YZ50. That you and the still sheriff have. sent their. I'm up to 100 now, KX100. Uh, but the Santee sent their sheriff out in the helicopter to chase down a five year old and her dad. And her dad. And then. putting it on you. Yeah. Yeah, then, I, I know. Then when I was in eighth grade, I was salutatorian. So to. Uh, to reward me on that, he rented a Porsche 911 for we, 24 hours. And we she drove to, it. And, and we once, went to jail again. Well, once we got out there, he pulled over because I, I was riding motorcycles, so I knew how to change gears and stuff. And, um, yeah, we're going down something, Sunrise Highway or something. And he's like, pull over under the tree. Don't you see the helicopter waiting for us at the end of this road? <laughs> <laughs> they have already put the word out. Yeah. And you haven't grown up yet. How, can you grade him on his book report so I don't have to? Because I'm biased. I definitely give him an A. All right. And I do right. it for enthusiasm more than anything. He was so excited to get that book. Well, and then, it's his. It's his for as long uh, as he wants it. He's a huge fan, but it is a nice looking But if book. I get any more motorcycle books, in fact, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely, because I, I still have a stack like this I haven't read yet, but I get everything. It's crazy. But if you like to read, he loves to read. I'll, I've got some books He's that you might reading. enjoy. All right, folks, that was Racer Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.